Hello, it's Nia and Trent from the Trident Networks Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested best pasta shape bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough. And remember, may, may the, the thing, thing with, with the, the most votes win. Promise we'll be best friends always and forever. Always and forever. Anyway, I'm not going. And promise you won't like it there more than you like it here. No chance of that. They wear uniforms and they go to a school where they learn about military strategy. They sit in desks. Ah! 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 No! Yes. Well, it doesn't matter because I'm not going. I am not going. Spoiler alert, she goes. <laughs> Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to D Commentaries. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to all of our listeners. Today, we're talking about Cadet Kelly. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like not, I don't want to say finally because we have watched a couple good ones recently, but like this is like, mm-hmm. like finally a like good one. Yes, so fun. And everyone knows it. Yes, everyone knows it. It's like the first, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk yeah. about it because I have some theories about why everyone knows it and Ooh, why it's okay. so good. Okay. First of all, I want to preface this by saying that we are recording this before we are recording the episode that will actually come before this episode. Which is double so, teamed. Which is double teamed. So we might say things in either of these two episodes that maybe don't make total sense in the multiverse timeline that we're on, but we'll do our best to keep in mind that we are in the future. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll try not to create any branch branch timelines. Okay. That need to be pruned. Al has no idea what I'm talking about. I know that Benedict has Cumberbatched. He has. He has Cumberbatched all over the multiverse. Yeah. That sounds messy. <laughs> I bet he's know that too. Okay, Val, tell us some some news about me. Okay, I'll tell you all the news. <laughs> the new news. And over to you, Val. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Uh Cadet Kelly came out on March 8th, 2002. So I was officially in high school. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was in third grade. <laughs> It always amazes me, amazes me that that is our age gap. I know. Well, obviously now it doesn't mean very much, but back then it was huge. And actually, I was already in high school for some of the last few episodes, but, you know, we'll pretend like this is the first This is the first full year that I was in Mm -hmm. high school, 2002. Anyway, Uh, Cadet Kelly was directed by Larry Shaw who hasn't had like a huge career. He directed one single episode of Lizzie McGuire and he directed 50 episodes of Desperate Housewives. Whoa. But that's pretty much the only things that I like recognize. Okay. Val, you might mention it, 
Um, but what years did Lizzie McGuire air? So Lizzie McGuire aired in from 2001 to hold, please. 2004. It was like short. There were only like two or three seasons or something. Lizzie McGuire aired from 2001 to 2004. Okay. So I was right. Mm-hmm. And let's see when even Stevens was. It was 2000 to 2003. So it was actually oh, one year earlier, but exactly the same length. So interesting that those seasons were so short, but we remember them being so long. Oh, so formative. Okay. Cadet Kelly was written by Gail Parent, who wrote for a number of shows, including The Carol Burnett Show, Whoa. Golden Girls, okay. and she also wrote Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Wow, one of the best movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That's not sarcastic. And I know, you've talked about it before. <laughs> And Michael Walsh, who wrote three things in his entire career. Okay, let's hope hope they're good. Let's hear them. (laughs) Didn't even write them, like directed them. I don't know, made them. I don't know. But anyway, a documentary on the opera singer Placido Domingo, a video version of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, and then Cadet Kelly. (laughs) I don't even have words. (laughs) So I don't know. There's some weird... Things like that in these decoms. I don't know where they find these people. Like Gail Parent, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But not Michael Walsh. I don't Interesting. Know. Yeah. Okay. The cast is as follows. Hillary Duff played Kelly Collins. Uh, Hillary is probably best known for her stint as Lizzie McGuire on the show Lizzie McGuire. She more recently was on the show Younger, mm-hmm. and she is now on the show How I Met Your Father. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done some other stuff. She's also done a lot of uh, music. So, like, a lot of her IMDb Let is actually her. Let the rain her- fall down and wake my dreams. Let it wash away my sanity. <laughs> That's all we can sing. Yeah. Before we <laughs> get sued. sued. Um, yeah. So a lot of her IMDb is actually music videos. Cool. Christy Carlson Romano played Captain Jennifer Stone. Also, all of these people apparently have middle names. <laughs> Kelly Jocelyn Collins and Jennifer Oriana Stone. Okay, they 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 really went into their characters. (laughs) And she is probably best known for her stint as Ren Stevens in Even Stevens. Mm -hmm. Um, She's also the voice of Kim Possible on Kim Possible. Mm -hmm. Um, She's also done some other voice acting. So she was a voice in Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, and the Big Hero 6 show. Mm -hmm. And she is a presence on the internet. Mm-hmm. She is where she talks about growing up in Hollywood and how um, her biggest thing I think recently was how she, I don't want to say lost the part, but she auditioned for Mia in Princess Diaries and uh, Anne Hathaway got the part and she did not. That is so, worth a watch. Oh, I just rewatched Princess Diaries on um, a, pla- a plane ride. Mm-hmm. That movie is so good. Anne Hathaway is incredible. Yeah. No one else could have played that yeah. part um, or had that kind of chemistry with Julie Andrews. So yeah. um, Gary Cole played Joe Maxwell or General or Sir, depending on uh, who you are and who's addressing him. Gary Cole is my favorite character actor that has ever existed wow. in the universe. That's a big honor, Gary Cole. Congrats. Gary Cole has been in... 
literally everything that you have ever seen and liked a small smattering of examples is he is the manager in office space who says, you know, give me those TPS reports and all that stuff. Um, he is in dodgeball. He was uh, Bingo Bob on the West Wing. Uh, he also he plays or he voices Kim Possible's dad on Kim Possible. So in Kim Possible, he is Christy Carlson Romano's dad. Um he was on Desperate Housewives for a while. He was on Entourage for a while. He was on The Good Wife and The Good Fight. Uh, he was in Veep. Very funny in Veep. Highly recommend. Uh, he was on Chicago Fire for a while. He was, he's a main character in Bob's Burgers and Family Guy. And now he's actually on NCIS. He took over for, uh, what's his face? The main guy. That pretty much runs the gamut. So like, I would say literally every person on earth has probably who has a TV or has seen a movie has seen him or heard his voice at some point. Yeah. Uh, with all the stuff that he has been in. Um, and I just, I find him so likable yeah. and he often plays like kind of unlikable people or like but very like, like stoic him. people, like kind of what he was in this movie, mm -hmm. but he's so, for some reason he's just so likable and I love him so much. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> He's great. If you don't know who we're talking about based off of those things, Google his name, Gary Cole, and you'll immediately know who we're talking about. Yes, you will recognize him. But this is your first shout out to watch this movie. Yes. Uh, Andrea Lewis played Carla, uh, Kelly's friend at the military academy. Um, she hasn't done a ton, but she was on Degrassi, The Next Generation. Mm. They very clearly filmed this in uh, Canada. Probably. Yeah, Toronto. there were a couple Canadian accents. Yeah. So a lot of the people who are in some of these smaller characters are Canadian. And thus, like, there were a lot of Murdoch mysteries. There I was going to Like the typical Canadian things. Yeah. Um, OK. Sean Ashmore played Cadet Major Brad Rigby. Sean Ashmore is definitely best known for X-Men. Mm. Um, he was in several X-Men as... Iceman, I think, is the name of his, like, mutant name. I think his name is, like, Bobby something. Like, the human person is named Bobby in the movies. Uh, but he was also in the show Animorphs. Are you old enough to know oh, what Animorphs cool. is? Yeah, I never saw the show, but I read, I, I think I read a book, but we had all the books in all the libraries I went in. Okay. Yeah. As a child, baby cool. little person. Yes, yes. Um, he hasn't had a huge career or like a huge resume but he's been in some stuff he was in the following and he's currently in the rookie cool mm -hmm. there's a new show called the rookie yes oh it's the one with uh yeah the guy who was on the who was uh, on castle yes okay yes that guy mm -hmm. i don't know his name okay uh amy garcia played gloria ramos who was sort of like the second in command to jenny stone she was in All About the Andersons, The George Lopez Show, Dexter. Uh, she voiced or she voiced someone on Modoc, which is a Marvel thing. Um, she was in Lucifer. Yeah, that's it. Cool. So she's done a decent amount. Sarah Gaydon, there again in another decom, <laughs> played uh, Kelly's first friend, Amanda. And uh, you might remember her from The Other Me or Phantom of the Megaplex. Um, she's also been in a lot of Murdoch Mysteries, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. She was in 112263, Elias Grace, and True Detective. Nice. So she's been in a lot. Cool. Yep. 
I feel like every time they film in Canada, they're just like, hey, Sarah, can you come and yeah. do some part? Hey, we know you're <laughs> here somewhere. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Linda Cash played Kelly's mom. Um, and she is a Second City Toronto person. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, and. Yes, and. Uh, unsurprisingly, she was in Best in Show because that is a, a Canada comedian thing. Oh, cool. They're all in that. All the Second City people are. Uh, Waiting for Guffman, similar thing. Um, she was also in Cinderella Man. She voiced a character in Angela Anaconda, and she was in a season of Fargo. Cool. She looks familiar, but I don't think I've seen her in any of those things. I, if she was in an episode of Friends, that's why I know her. Probably. <laughs> I've seen her in Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman, so that's definitely how I recognized her. Yeah. Um, and then Nigel Hammer played Kelly's dad, and he's basically been in Murdoch Mysteries. Great. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay. It's a long synopsis, so we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> At the behest of her new stepfather, Joe, a straight-laced ex-military man, hell-bent on teaching her discipline, easygoing teenager Kelly Collins enrolls in the George Washington Military School. Kelly struggles to adjust to the demands of her new environment while facing the abuse of her commanding officer, Jennifer Stone. Kelly almost drops out until she falls for a hunky classmate and decides to join the drill team. Okay, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, that's not... I mean, like all of those things like happen, but not like that. No, like she doesn't stay at school because of falling for a hunky classmate. No, she stays because she has And because she's like, she feels like she feels like uh, she has to do this for her mom and for her Mm -hmm. like stepdad. I don't like that at all. Bad. Uh, Also, fun fact about this movie. It was the first ever decom that was simulcast on ABC and CBC. Cool. Mm -hmm. What's CBC? The Canadian Broadcast Company. Ah, Mm -hmm. nice. Uh, Al, what were your first impressions? Thanks, Val. I really liked this movie. I stopped writing down my favorite quotes at a certain point because I was paying more attention to the movie than to what was going on. I thought it was well cast. It was well acted. It was well directed. It was fun. It had a lot. It had a narrator and it had a lot of montages, two things I don't particularly like, but I will sidestep those things for right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this one a nine. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This is up there for me, I think, um, with under wraps and the sequel of good movies. I would watch it again. Hilary Duff is fun in this movie (laughs) she is so fun so easy to watch i'm so glad that she's still in hollywood i know she had like a long break for a while but i'm glad that she's like back in it she's so great Mm -hmm. and my my ties to this movie i mean i remember seeing it and watching it a bunch i didn't really remember the exact plot line there were a few things that i remember seeing in my head that i was like when this comes up i will like know and remember um, but my favorite thing about this movie is that I played the cadet, uh, I played the cadet Kelly, like computer game on the like Disney channel.com games <laughs> section. And it was like cadet Kelly and you had to like get her through the obstacle course. Oh my God. And so there was one line that 
Christy Carlson Romano would scream and they would like, she would like scream. And the one line, whether it was in, in a preview or it was this, whenever she says, get down here, cadet, that, <laughs> that is in my brain. That I hear that when I'm trying <laughs> to sleep. Um, I like so funny. So I really, I really enjoyed this movie. It was important to me as a child. So I played this video game so much. Um, Val, what were your first impressions? Oh, well, I was excited to watch this movie because I think I had seen it the one time when it came out and then never again. Okay. And I didn't have like a distinct memory of like whether I'd liked it or not or anything. Like I didn't have a memory of hating it, but I just wasn't, yeah. you know, I didn't remember what my impression had been of it. And at the very beginning, I was a little nervous because Kelly is a lot and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> like this is going to be a lot. But like she does with everybody she encounters in the movie, she, she grew won you on over. me. Yeah, she won me over. And I think that that's such a cool approach, right? Because mm -hmm. like she is she she doesn't always say the right thing or do the right thing, but it's so like earnest, like everything mm -hmm. she does is really true to who she is. And like, yeah really honest she's never fake she's never pretending she's just herself she can't be yeah. anything but her authentic self and i love that and i think it's it makes so much sense that she drives jenny crazy because jenny is so buttoned up and constantly trying to mm -hmm. hide who she is so they're like literally polar opposites and that's perfect yeah yeah so i really enjoyed this from a, like a movie structure standpoint it was interesting it like had good pacing Everything about it was great. And it, it had probably the most like professional cast that we've seen. Yeah, for um, sure. Which made a huge difference mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like the whole thing. Like, in fact, I noticed the difference. Like, for example, when when the dad was around, like the her bio dad, he was like one of the least experienced actors and he was yeah. noticeably worse <laughs> right. than the rest of them. And so like when, he, when you know, when most of them were acting, they were great. So that was really fun. This, and it's funny that this was filmed in Canada, but it reminded me, and I, there's no way of knowing whether this had anything to do with the movie at all or any inspiration whatsoever, but it reminded me of Anne of Green Gables mm. in the sense where Anne in Anne of Green Gables is also very similar in the sense of like, she's a lot, mm -hmm. but it's like very earnest and she drives people crazy and makes a lot of people uncomfortable who were like very buttoned up and conservative, but like yeah. ultimately she wins everyone over. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like this feels very akin to that in sort of themes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really, really fun. Would watch again for sure. Yeah. And uh, liked the messages that uh, the movie had to offer. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Al, what are your favorite quotes or moments? Yeah, um, for the ones that I wrote down, the movie starts off in New York City and Kelly and her family call them dirty water hot dogs. I've heard that are, before. Which are hot dogs you can get on the corner of the street in New York City. And I think that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. She says, love, ah, here it's great. And boy, can I re can relate. Um, and then those were honestly the only two lines that I wrote down. Uh, but I did have two scenes that I liked, which were there's a competition that happens and Kelly's facial expressions are very funny <laughs> because they're all like on the edge of their seats. And she's just like, 
<laughs> it's very funny. And then there's a nonverbal scene between Kelly and Jenny, Jenny and Brad. That is very funny. But yeah, those are my favorites. What about you, Val? I wrote down a lot, I think. Okay. Art is something you can't think about. It's something you just do. Okay. That's us <laughs> and our podcast. <laughs> um, oh, I loved this. He looked at mom as if she was the answer to his prayers. Oh, yeah. I did like that. Like, I would never say something like that, but it was so perfectly illustrating what she meant. And like, yeah. And Gary Cole is a very good like actor when he's not talking. Like mm -hmm. if you watch him in any scene, he is always doing something. Yeah. Um, and it's subtle, but you can tell what's going on in his head. And that's amazing. And yeah. in that moment, when she said that in the voiceover, you could see the way he was looking at the bomb and it was like perfect. Yeah. Um, families don't leave anyone behind. Oh, Hannah means family. <laughs> at one point she just goes, I believe in gun control. And I was like, girl, same. Mm -hmm. um, ooh, there was a really yikes line. My own private slave driver. Yeah, yikes. I didn't like that. <sighs> yeah, let's, let's not ever use that, people. Yeah, no more of that. Um, at one point, Gary Cole's character is talking about like, so he's talking about how Kelly needs to like fit in a little bit more than she is right now. And he, and she's talking about how she's an individual and she doesn't know how to do that. And he says, individual dignity is respected, but the individual is at the service of the group. And I thought that was really interesting because the military is not necessarily known for pumping out socialists, mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's what that is. That is socialism and like yeah. collectivism. Yeah. Which is not the American culture at all. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Which she definitely develops in this movie. Yes. It's cool because like she doesn't have to completely change who she is and mm -hmm. they and they don't uh, remain like the same. Like no one remains the same, but no one has to completely upend who they are. Right. Everyone just kind of meets in the middle. And I thought that was nice. Mm -hmm. My least favorite moment was when the mom quit her high-powered editing job to be a housewife mm -hmm. the hottest moment for me was the first time we see kelly in a beret and um <laughs> and my, my favorite moment is watching gary cole silently in the scene when the dad comes to visit later in the movie watching him be so like sort of quietly jealous of him and wanting like you can see so much going on on his face um and it's really like a beautifully sad scene from his perspective mm -hmm. um and i thought that was really really cool so those are my favorite quotes and moments yay mm -hmm. okay so two things about sean ashmore who plays brad okay one is it says in the fun facts of this movie that he attended a military academy for three months to prepare for this role. Okay, we've got another Daniel Day-Lewis. I was like, what? You did for not need to do that, sir. Um, and then also, there were a lot of moments in this movie where like, so he's supposedly with Jenny, or at least he has been with Jenny at some point, like dating okay. her. 
he is a bully. He is mean to her. He laughs at yeah. her whenever something embarrassing happens to her. Like he he like instigates crap. And even yeah. when he's sort of like, quote unquote, like flirting with Kelly, even then he's kind of being mean. And I'm like, this guy is not likable. He, also, he is not as hot as they were making him out to be. They were like, is that the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life? I was like, Kind of no. looks like an aardvark. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, okay. I think that's it for me. All right. Let's wear only berets. Our tops are off <laughs> and we're headed to Spoiler City. We're in our skivvies. Cool. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Spoiler City where I am going to tell you what happens in the movie. Great. So we open in New York City and we've got a narrator throughout the entire thing. Um, definitely wasn't needed, uh, but we had it and it wasn't as bad as some of them, um, but just definitely was throughout like, this is how I was feeling in this moment. And it's like, we know we <laughs> can feel it and see it too. Very annoying. <laughs> we see that Kelly goes to art school in New York City. She's very free very fun. She has a best friend. She likes to do ribbon dancing on the quad. And then she has a school assignment where she has to make a documentary. We cut to meeting her dad where she's filming him. And he's talking about this like wild trip that he's about to take. So we learn about her family and we learn that her parents are divorced, but are very cordial to one another, which is really nice for this family. It's a really beautiful moment throughout the entire thing that mom and dad don't really have animosity toward one another. And we find that mom is dating someone new called the general. And she's a picture of him in his uniform on her desk. And they go to dinner with the general and they're like, we have something to tell you. And they are getting married. So mom and the general are getting married. And Kelly is excited for them. She doesn't have like any qualms with this man. She just doesn't feel an emotional connection to him at this point, but she's happy for her mom in support of her mom. Then we're kind of going along and mom breaks the news to Kelly that Joe, the general got a new job and they have to move out of New York city. So she's going to have to leave her school. And since she's leaving her school, she has to now go to military school because Joe's new job is like principal of this military school, which we later find out um, his dad did the same job. So he's kind of following in his father's footsteps. This is a job he's always wanted. And mom essentially quits her job in New York City so that they can go move to military school. We see our cold open with Amanda where they go back and forth and she goes, I'm not going. And then I write, guess what? She goes because they immediately cut to like the drill field, um, which fun fact, I went to Mississippi State and instead of calling it a quad, they called it a drill field because it was like a military academy. At, oh. And when it was um, like at its inception start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they were on the drill field. That's what I'm going to call it now. And everyone's staring at her because she's the weird new girl. She's not in uniform. So she's the new girl. She gets to her bunk. She starts to like put her things around. And then Carla, her like not bunk mate where she's up and down bunk, but like person next to her. Um, and we love Carla. Carla's mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. And she starts to talk to her, kind of explain. And then um, we find we hear rumors of 
Stone, who is Christy Carlson Romano, who then barges in and they she goes a tent hut and everyone lines up except for Kelly. And so this is where we start to see like the animosity between Kelly and Stone because um, Kelly is not used to being in this like military regimen where she's told what to do. She's a very free spirit. So she kind of talks back to Stone. And so this is just like the start of all this stuff. So Kelly throughout this is trying to retain her individuality while being in a military school, which we kind of will talk about, but is very hard. So the next morning she lines up and she falls out of line and she kind of starts back talking back to Stone again. And Carla offers to train Kelly's, which is very nice. So this kind of like the beginning of their friendship. And then we see Brad um, and he's he's 2002 hot. I mean, he's not like hot, hot, but he's just like he's like hot for me in the third grade. You know, is he hot now? No, he looks like an aardvark, but like it's fine. Um, and then Kelly and Stone. So Kelly essentially is like creating this plan to like steal Brad away from Stone. Um, and so this is where this nonverbal like both running to him across the, the like drill field to like go meet him um because stone wants to ask him to the dance that's on friday and kelly is just trying to be a minx that's the thing uh, like i think i think she's like less interested in brad and more just like just wanting to, to like prove. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which throughout this whole movie is so funny i know um and then we i wrote we see school hijinks there's a montage of military school going to class blah 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 so then she meets Joe, who is the general, and calls him Joe, not Sir, which they had decided they would she would call him Sir. And he he's like, oh, like, you can't do that. Like, it's, you know, military school. And mom meets Carla. So, like, their friendship is more solidified. And then we see more military hijinks. So they're walking across the drill field, seeing them throwing up the spinny guns to like is drills drill yeah drill team and then we see the obstacle course that they have to get through so you have to go through the tires and climb up the wall and go under the grate and kelly can't finish because she's afraid of heights so she's afraid to rappel down the wall so she stays up there and it's the night of the dance and they say you can't come to the dance until you finish the obstacle course and kelly's like well, I don't want to do the heights. And so she stays up there. So she kind of, so then Ramos, the like second in command to stone stays out with Kelly while she finishes the course and everyone goes off to the dance and she tries to befriend Ramos. So she starts talking to her, getting to know her a little bit. Why is she there? Um, which Kelly is really good at. Then she finishes so she can go to the dance. The dance is still going on. As she's running to go home and change, she trips and falls and rolls down a hill and pushes open the doors into the dance, stumbles, 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 and into Stone, who's wearing a white dress, and she's covered in mud. So she then covers Stone in mud. So because she basically ruined the dance, she gets yelled at by stepdad. And he's like, you embarrass me and you're basically grounded without being able to ground her. You know, like he's just upset with her. So she's really upset. So she calls her dad and he doesn't answer because he's traveling in Mozambique. 
And she has a cell phone only to talk to her dad. So this is 2002. Not everyone has a cell phone, but she has a cell phone. It is her lifeline to her dad while he's traveling. Um, Then we find out that, um, let's get it on. Mom's having a baby, (laughs) baby, baby. Oh, um, which means her and the general. (laughs) So she's just kind of going through it right now. Um, she then wanted to, she was like using her blanket cause she was sad and she didn't hide it in time when they were doing checks and stone finds it and stone rips up her like baby blanket and Val's really upset at this moment. Part. Okay. So I never had a baby blanket or like a stuffy that was really important to me or anything like that. But I had a lot of friends who did and I was incensed by this particular behavior and i thought yeah it was so uncalled for so uncalled for and then sort of i'm sure you'll talk about this a little bit but i was also incredibly impressed that kelly never kept it together and she never told anyone it -hmm. was never an excuse for her for anything even as she was getting punished and getting in trouble and all of this stuff She and like being told how terrible she was. She never once was like, hey, but like, so is Stone. She did this. I didn't even think about that part. Let me say this next part of the of of the show. Let me say this next part of the movie and then we can bring that back because I didn't even think about um, her not bringing it up. Yeah. So because Stone rips up the baby blanket, she retaliates. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the night, she takes paint and like paints Stone's hair And then in the morning, she puts her shoes on with no socks. First of all, huge problem with combat boots. (laughs) Put socks on those dogs, okay? Um, And then she, she like, runs through. Everyone's laughing and making fun of her. And then we see, and it's like, a slab of <laughs> on her hair. So we should give a little context. The blanket was rainbow colored. And so yeah. it's it's as if she was sort of sleeping on her face, like face down. And yeah. then Kelly just literally. Oh, and you painted- know what? No, what you know what it was? I noticed it. She was sleeping face up. But her hair was laid oh, as if on the pillow. Like out behind her. Yeah. So it was laid like okay, yeah. this. And then she painted on top of the hair. Right. And she painted like rainbow stripes. To rainbow her, as like in like homage. a big square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To her blanket. So funny. So she gets sent to court martial, which is basically cadet court. It's kind of like peer mediation in high school mm-hmm. where like, yeah, you have an adult in the room, but it's it's peers who are going to be doing all of the decisions and things like that. Joe, the general, is really upset. He's telling mom about the story. Kelly is on the stairs overhearing everything. Mom goes to then find Kelly and sees her sitting on the stairs and I had full expectations for Kelly to run upstairs and run from her mom, but she has such a beautiful relationship Mm. with both of her parents in this movie. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. So instead of her running away from her mom, she runs into her mom's arms and is like, I am so sorry. I didn't mean to do any of this, but also you put me in a situation that I did not want to be in. This is not where I belong. I didn't ask for this. And like, yeah, military school is a little different because there are kids who are being sent there out of like punishment. She was a good kid who just got dealt a hand that was not for her. So it's not Mm -hmm. like she had any preparation to come to this. Mm -hmm. And so then mom feels bad, but like can't really do anything. So the next day we go to court 
and we have to see evidence of the hair. So apparently she didn't wash it out, which is very funny. And so everyone's making fun of her because he's like, Stone, the evidence. And she's like, and according to uh, (laughs) number seven, and he's like, evidence. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. He's a bully. He is a bully. (laughs) (laughs) And so then she pulls it off. Everyone laughs. And then they're like, okay, we're going to deliberate. And Kelly's like, I didn't even get to say anything. I didn't even apologize. And they're like, guilty. So to Val's point that she brought up a few minutes ago, I wish we would have seen the part or maybe they didn't include it because they wanted her to be guilty. Or it's just Kelly's character of her being like, yeah, I did this. I'm not going to tell you why I did it. Like, I think that the fact that all she was worried about was that she didn't get a chance to apologize and she wasn't concerned. It wasn't like she was saying, hey, I didn't get a chance to say my side of the story or say what she did yeah. to me. No, she I I think she's just the type of person. It didn't even occur to her to like to, tell them the reason that it was retaliation. Yeah, yeah. it didn't even cross her mind. Right. She didn't she, even tell her her mom. mom and stepdad. Yeah. And that would be the first thing I did. I did it because she did it to me. Mm hmm. So the decision is made by the peer mediation court, but the sentence is made by the general, Joe, Joe, the general. And she is sentenced to drill team, which earlier in the movie, she had said, sucks. I believe in gun control. This is, you know, doesn't really understand it and the mechanics of it, why it's a thing. And we hear the story of um, she sentenced to drill team because Joe won his league in the seventies and, but she's not on the drill team. She's the equipment manager, which is a quote scut job. Um, so she has to clean the shoes, organize the uniforms, clean the guns, things like that. Um, so she's in the room and she starts singing, uh, like a song. I don't know what I've been told. Jennifer stone sucks. And like, what's like singing. And then I wrote Toby walks in because I couldn't remember his name, but it's Brad. Brad walks in. They have like a little like, oh, if you spin on it, it works. And I was like, oh, okay. Also, I should bring up at this moment, he was 23 and she was 15 at this point. In real life. In real life. Okay. They, he, what, gross, one. <laughs> Two, he, he was playing a 17-year-old and she was 14. 13. So even still just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which I did watch the Lizzie McGuire movie this weekend. And same thing. Paolo was 17 and Lizzie was 14. Mm-mm. At that age, it makes a difference. As someone who went to high school prom as a freshman with a senior. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> We find out that the drill team regionals are in two weeks and Kelly actually starts to become interested in drill team. She's throughout the entire movie. She's very and compares her life to like art school and is very artsy and all these things. And so she our our narrator, Kelly, at this point describes watching the drill team kind of like watching um, Swan Lake because it is very mechanical and beautiful in a way of like the way everyone's in sync and the movements and things like that. It's performance art. Yeah. Performance art. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So then we see Carla and I was going to say Hillary Duff. 
Carla and Hillary Duff um, having another conversation where Carla's like, I know you're having a bad time, but this is heaven for me. I didn't come from a great place. And so that's kind of what I mean by like, this is a good thing for Carla. This is not a good thing for Kelly. In the beginning, she, spoiler, she gets there, but... She then, when she's in the equipment room, she tries to like spin the gun and she's really bad at it, but she like is starting to like appreciate it more. Then we get to regionals and Stone needs a spare belt and Kelly has one. We see Rahway High School and they are really good. And um, then we see that they have an unarmed competition team and George Washington, this high school that Kelly and Stone and everyone go to don't have one until and then they lose. They don't do very well because the Stone said we need to practice more. And Toby's like, no, we need originality and inspiration and individuality. It was missing from our performance. And so Kelly decides that she wants to audition for the team. She wants to be on the team. And so she asks Ramos, um, the girl who was helping her get through the obstacle course to help her train. And she trains for a couple months or weeks or whatever. And this is like a long timeline because mom goes from being engaged to pregnant, like, like visibly pregnant, pregnant, pregnant like, yeah. like belly. So she makes the team, even though Stone doesn't want her to. And then stepdad general is mad, um, but he is happy that she did it. But he's mad that she didn't ask permission. And uh, she tells him that he needs a lesson, too in how to like have a new baby because he doesn't have any kids so he's not very like dad like and she kind of calls him out on this which was awesome of Mm -hmm. like thank you for like allowing me these things now let me give you advice of you need to relax a little bit you can't be like this with your newborn baby kid and he literally says permission to teach and it is i wrote that down cutest thing ever yep (laughs) We really start to see him break down at this point where Mm -hmm. he was pretty like straight laced and oh god, he's just so good. Mm -hmm. Then Chrissy Carlson Romano and her are on the drill field, like having a breakdown breakdance battle. And if you've ever seen the movie Frozen, very much dance moves like Duke of Wesselton. As he's trying to like woo Elsa on the dance floor, like that's ex- that's the kind of vibe we're going for here. So then Brad comes over and he's like, that was so good. You should do that together. So now they have to do the performance together. We don't really see them practicing their routine or anything, uh, but they if, until like the very end, they still hate each other. So the fact that they spent all that time together practicing and they didn't ever make up doesn't make sense but once again plot holes she does kind of break through to her like at one point i can't remember exactly where this falls but stone says like why don't you go and do something with brad and she's like you're my partner like Mm. i'm here with you we're gonna work on this Mm. and i think that kind of like surprised yeah uh, a little bit yeah um then we see dad come over for dinner and this is the the part where Val was talking about where stepdad is visibly upset that he doesn't have a relationship with Kelly like the dad does where she's happy to see him and excited and they hug and they're emotional and they're open and dad's you know says I'm going to come to the drill team I'm going to be in town I will make sure I am there and Kelly's like great 
And then we see her best friend at the drill show. So we like literally just cut to from dinner to like three weeks later at the the drill show for regionals. And her best friend Amanda is there. Um, And she, she introduces Amanda to the whole team. And she says, this is my best and truest friend. And Carla is heartbroken. And Val, how do you feel about this scene? I was just like, why would you say something like that? Like, this is the only time in the entire movie where I don't excuse Kelly's sort of like accidental whatevers, because there is no one who is a good friend, which I think she is, who would not remember that their other best friend is standing right there and say that to them or say that like in front of them. Like I that's just as someone and you, you and I are similar in this way. We both have a lot of really good friends who we would qualify as best friends. I think mm-hmm. both of us believe that you can have multiple best friends. There's yeah, I no got like 50. Yeah. There's like no limit to how many best friends you can have. And like, I don't know about you, but I would never be like, this is my bestest friend in front of like other best friends. Yeah. See, my only argument with it, though, is she's known Carla for like six months. She grew up with Amanda. And I know we see it later explained, but I like she could have said different words. But I feel like Carla should have been a little bit more understanding of like, oh, yeah, that's her best friend, Amanda, from home. I know I'm her best friend here. Right. But she could have said, this is my oldest friend. This is my best friend from New York. Yeah. This is like, there are so many. Oh, man. I'm just glad she owns up to it. Yeah. Two scenes later. But um, I don't know. I, I don't agree as wholeheartedly as you do. I think that like Carla, having said what she said about like how crappy your life was. And yeah. I mean, Carla, important. Carla doesn't have any other friends. Right. So it is a tough situation for yeah. Carla. For you sure. have to be careful with her is what yeah. I'm saying. Um, so they were backstage and Kelly's phone goes off, but it gets disconnected and everyone freaks out at her. And they're like, if that had gone off during the show, we would have been disqualified. What's wrong with you? And she goes, oh, well, it's my dad. And like, this is the only thing like he called me, but it got disconnected. And I go and then Carla comes up and is like, well, why don't you ask your best friend, Amanda, for help? And it was very damn. Carla. <laughs> OK, girl, like lo- like she really, you know, at least she said something and mm-hmm. didn't sit in the corner, and didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the line went dead. And um, she knows something is wrong. She's like, dad called me. He never doesn't not answer. And she's starting to like tear up and she's talking to the general and he's like, let's go find him. And she goes, no, I have to stay with my team. I have to stay together. So this is what Val and I were talking about earlier, too, of like she really develops this. No, I am part of the squad. I cannot let the squad down. And they switch roles in this of stepdad finally steps up and is like, no, we're going to go find your dad. We know where he is because he's taking pictures at this place. Something is wrong. Your intuition is right. Let's go. So they leave. And no, and tell no one, tell not even no her one. mom, where yeah. they're going. <laughs> and so then the team is about to go out and Kelly is missing. And they're like, where's Kelly? Where's, where's Kelly? Where's Kelly? And she's gone. And so they're like, well, we just have to do it without her. I guess luckily enough, it didn't matter too much that she was missing. Um, but then they, but then they only are down by five points. So like it probably mattered by like three points. They were probably just bad. 
But then they they go to where dad was supposed to be shooting and they go and they see his bag, his camera bag, and he is not there. And she looks over the ledge and he fell. And she was previously afraid of heights and she has to repel down the mountain because she's now over her heights because she got through the obstacle course. And the drill team starts these are going on simultaneously we see like the drill team performing and she saves her dad sir the general joe calls her kelly instead of cadet which he had been calling her all movie and then she has this very beautiful moment of my dad and my dad so it's very nice then they go back to the regionals she talks to carla and apologizes and says i should have not said that i am so sorry you are one of my best friends and i appreciate you so much they make up then we see Stone and Kelly do the unarmed drill show and they start off doing their fun uh, Duke of Wesselton uh, <laughs> dance moves. And then do you remember in the very beginning of Spoiler City when I said that she was on the New York school campus playing with ribbons? Well, they bring those ribbons back, baby, and they do a <laughs> string dance with these ribbons and um they don't get first place they get second place uh everyone's disappointed but also happy because second place is still good and we find out that stone has been a big beach the whole time because she's moving to europe so she's just been sad and not going to therapy and taking it out on everyone else and we end on cadet kelly being a happy little human <laughs> yeah this movie's great um Ugh. Go watch it. Yeah, it's just really fun. It is a little longer, so Mm -hmm. I think it's like hour 42 or something like that. So Mm -hmm. be prepared for a slightly longer movie, but like it doesn't feel long and it's just, yeah, it's great. Also, Al, I have some ribbons, so I think we should (laughs) recreate this. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? That'd be so fun. Oh, oh, we're going to talk about it when we when we head to our next thing. But this movie had some great music. Yes, it did. It had a full soundtrack. Yeah, this movie's good. This movie's just so good. I'm so glad I gave it a nine. Yeah, and I think that, like, let's talk about this now because we we sort of alluded to it at the beginning. I think that, like, this movie, and I think that, like, maybe more of them have this after this, but, like, this movie has the perfect combination of, like, it's not that everyone in this movie was, like, too famous to be in this movie, but, like, they're great actors and... They got music, like real music. Yeah. And their writing was was decent. The directing was decent. Like every it was just the perfect like combination of factors. And maybe it's because this was the first one that they simulcast on ABC Family or whatever, Mm -hmm. which is now free form or whatever. But like this just feels like a different level of movie. Yeah. Than the other. I think that this next generation like i think we're graduating from what i what we were calling like the middle school era into like the high school era of Mm. decoms where they start to feel a little different so we're starting i think to get there yeah because we don't get as many decoms a year as we did in 2001 right no there's still a good amount in uh 2002 you know every couple months on average something yeah but it's not every month all the time no maybe they realized that that was not a good choice probably yeah yeah Yeah. and some of them were great and also i have nostalgic love for a lot of them because that was when i was that age right like i was the i'm already like starting to kind of outgrow these right like i'm Mm -hmm. like just still okay but like 
now yeah. I'm like closer in age to the older kids than I am to like the main character. Right. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting to see these. Cause like, I, I didn't watch these as many times. Like I watched right. like Halloween town and Brink and all of those like over and over and over and over again. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah it's so. going to be really interesting. I mean, we're starting, to, I watched the old ones, but we're starting to get into the era that I right. do Even know more. these yeah. random, you know, you wish stuck in the suburbs. Like I yeah. know all these ones. I've never even, seen those. even this get cadet Kelly. And you look at, get a clue, get a clue was a legit movie too mm-hmm. with Lindsay Lohan. So right. it's really interesting. This new era that we're coming into. I'm really excited to explore it. And then mm-hmm. it's going to take until 2010, 2011 for it to, for it to get to me not seeing new decoms. And mm. even then I've voluntarily watched all of the descendants. <laughs> I've voluntarily watched lemonade mouth even before we started doing this. Yeah. So I'm excited to see, you know, it's going to be still, you know, a year two years, however long it takes us to get to some of those, but, um, it's going to be really cool. Cause your kids are going to be there with us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play some bingo. Let's do it. Bingo. bingo. All right, Val, you could start. Okay. Uh, so actually, I should have done more homework on this, but one hit wonder. Um, I don't know. I if am any... invincible. I'm incredible. That's I the... am. So there are a lot of songs in this, but I don't know if they're uh if they're one hit wonders. So there's a song called One Girl Revolution. There's a song called Don't Get Me Started. There's a song called I Need to Hear It From You. There's a song by It's Not That Deep. Or I'm sorry, called It's Not That Deep. There's a song called Watch Me Shine. There's a song called Relating to a Psychopath. (laughs) And then there's a song called You Can Be Anything. And maybe one of those. Let's let's assume that at least one of those is a one hit wonder. For sure. Breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera. So I was pausing the scene where uh, they were doing the uh, 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 at the beginning because I had to write down all the dialogue. And they looked directly. She looked directly into the camera when I paused it. (laughs) Wow. And thank goodness you were pausing. (laughs) Holiday themed. Nope. Nope. Not today. Clunky metaphor. I mean like there's a lot of lessons learned in this movie for sure yeah but as far as like metaphors i mean definitely like the whole contrast of like being super buttoned up versus like yeah you know the individual like individualism yeah and like how those two things are both kind of costumes Mm -hmm. in a way which i think is also why she's dressed so outlandishly at the beginning because they're trying to show that contrast clunky metaphor i've heard it (laughs) Parents who just don't get it. If we count her stepdad as her parent, he does not get it until later. Yeah. Okay. Cool non-parent adult. Toby. Is he an adult? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I mean, no, he, not in this He was movie. literally an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, someone too famous for a TV movie. I mean, Hilary Duff had Lizzie McGuire fame starting at this point but i wouldn't say that she was like too famous for a disney channel movie no i was mostly trying to figure out if gary cole Cole. was famous enough at that point i mean he'd been he's been acting since like the 80s but Mm -hmm. he'd definitely done office space already let's say yes okay great 
Competition to resolve central problem. Actually, yes. Yeah. We I haven't had this one in a while. I know. And I didn't I even s- think about that. I know. When I saw that, when they were like regionals, I was like, oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> Competition. We're going to mark the box that typically just has spider webs on it. <laughs> Montage sequence. Yeah. Multiple. Multiple. Cliche villains. Mm-hmm. School bully. And, she was a bully, and the drill sergeant combined. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, clothes or items you owned? Yes. A couple things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, sh- that phone she has, the like Nokia phone. Mm. I got my, I didn't have a pink one, but I got my first phone also in 2002. Cool. And um, I had the exact same phone, but like in gray or whatever. Nice. You know, standard color it came in. Also, in her room in New York, she has like a bunch of collages that she made out of like magazine pictures and stuff on her walls. And I did the exact same thing. I had I love that. Yeah, that counts. My walls. I had a beret. Nice. I actually still do. My friend got it for me from when she went to France. (laughs) I have a beret. Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. Ooh, I think it's going to be higher. I'm going to go 71. The people have spoken. And the people do not like this movie. It's 49. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. Didn't we just see a movie that was not as good? That was like 75 or something? Uh Uh-huh. I'm like legitimately. I know. Well, like there, I don't remember which one it is. I think it's like Princess Diaries. Like Princess Diaries only has like a 62 or something. That makes me sad. Happily ever after. Yes. Another freeze frame on a smiling gal. Freeze frame. Yeah. Almost kissing. Not really. The like spit scene. I don't even. Or do does mom and sir. But they don't actually like show a lot of affection in just in the bedroom. Yeah. Like we know they knocked boots, but we don't see any spit shining. So there was almost kissing if they had shown that scene. Okay. Uh, where are we? Oh, someone who became famous. Oh, yes. Yeah, like so a good many. chunk. Yeah, three at least. Betraying of one's real friends or values. No. No, she really sticks to herself in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your childhood crush. <sighs> no. I have a crush on Gary Cole now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure I had to have thought that Toby was cute. I Toby. I remember, I remember like kind of thinking it was cute in X-Men. Okay, we're marking it. Okay. Obviously bad special effects or stunts. The only thing is it's not Hillary Duff doing all of the drill things. And there was like two times that it was obvious. That's a good call. Yeah, I remember thinking like in the audition or whatever tryout, she like anytime they were behind her, it definitely wasn't her. And then obviously yeah. when she's repelling as well. It's not yeah. Um, okay. Our decon stars, Eric Von Denden, Kirsten Storms, Ryan Merriman, Kimberly J. Brown, or any Lawrence brother. No, but we might be getting to the point where we have I to I was going to say, Val, I think with the star power of Hilary Duff and Christy Carlson Romano both having their own Disney oh. Channel show, 
that's wondering if, because we regard this as our Disney Channel star mm. box, mm-hmm. if we're willing to make an exception on this one today. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. I, I think that with the two of them having their own shows, Chrissy Carlson Romano having two. Yeah. Kim Possible and even Stevens. Yeah. That star power. Like Eric Von Denton was only in one movie. Right. Musical number. Mm. No. No. Magic. No. no. Not even science magic. No. No magic at all. Someone says the title of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is so funny because they would call her Cadet Collins, but they do call her Cadet Kelly on purpose. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. Scoop-a-dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The heroes create the problem. I'm going to say no because it's not her choice to go to school. Correct. Lead is a fish out of water. This is about as fish out of water as it gets. (laughs) (laughs) There is no water. There is none whatsoever. No water. (laughs) Okay, Val, we have finished bingo. And we successfully got two bingos today. (gasps) I knew we were going to have to get bingo. We had to get at least one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Second line down, breaking the fourth wall, looking into the camera. Someone too famous for a TV movie, Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60, your childhood crush. And someone says the title of the movie. And then we have diagonal from top left. We have one hit wonder song. Someone too famous for a TV movie, happily ever after. Decom Starbucks and lead is a fish out of water. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Woohoo. Solid performance. Solid, solid performance. Two for second place, which is what they get in the That's true. competition. That's true. Um, okay, great. So, Val, today, instead of playing a game, um, we're going to take a different step today because of the, the current climate and what's going on um, in the past week and month and year and almost what feels like every day. And this movie really deals with, um, as an as an aside in this movie, it talks about um, gun control and gun safety. And, um, you know, she's on the drill team. And with what's going on, even though I know that this episode's going to come out a few weeks after we're, we're filming this when when you might even forget that all of this stuff happens because life kind of moves on. But for the victims of school shootings and wherever they are, um, that life never stops. And so today, instead of playing a game, we're going to take a moment and donate some money to the Everytown organization. It's Everytown for Gun Safety. Um, So this is an American nonprofit organization um, that advocates for gun control and against gun violence. Um, This was started in 2013 and um, is a really great organization to donate to. Um, it was founded yeah. as a, in, in reaction to the Sandy Hook shooting, which mm-hmm. was the last time that we had something so horrific happen to such young children. Yeah. So um, instead of playing a game today, I just wanted to um, say, take a moment, send whatever you can, even if it's a dollar over to every town and, you know, it's it's hard and we laugh and we continue our lives on and some people don't get to do that. Um, yep. And it might feel like nothing ever happens. And a lot of that is because the gun lobby is so powerful and donating to organizations like Everytown helps counter that to some degree. Mm-hmm. It sucks that money is the only thing that works in this scenario, but it is. So mm-hmm. if you do have anything that you can donate, that is a good way. Everyone keeps saying, go vote, go vote. Yeah, of course, vote. But like money talks in Mm -hmm. 
and coming together and continuing to talk about these things is what's going to um, keep them going. So hopefully even this coming out a couple weeks later is going to be a good reminder for you. If you did donate right away, here's your reminder to, again to, to donate whenever you can again. Mm-hmm. And we'll put a link in the uh, show notes for that organization. And we will also post this on our um, Instagram stories and Instagram page as well, where you can donate if you would like to check it out there. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for <laughs> hanging out with me today, Val. Thank you. I'm so uh, uh, happy to always see your face. Uh, um, friends, as always, we appreciate your reviews, your telling of friends, uh, your ratings, uh, your subscriptions, all of those things uh, help us find more people like you. And in fact, you recently helped us get to 2,500 downloads. Uh, and we are so unbelievably grateful to each and every one of you. 2,500 downloads and 30 some episodes. We are so grateful for you all. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on this journey with us. Yeah. And uh, next week, we will continue the journey with True Confessions. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who's in that or what it's about. Me neither. So Great. it'll be fun. Can't and wait for us to get a first look. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Val. Bye, Al. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash dcommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at dcommentaries. Dcommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Allie.